0: Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be engaging Julian of Norwich to help us contend with frustrations and mysteries in our lives. This is the 50th chapter of Julian of Norwich's long text entitled Revelations of Divine Love. Take a deep breath and wherever you are, let your shoulders relax, let your attention settle, And I invite you to open your heart to these words. And in this mortal life, mercy and forgiveness are our path and keep leading us on to grace. And through the distress and sorrow that we ourselves fall into, the earthly judgment of men often considers us dead, but in the sight of God, The soul that shall be saved was never dead, nor ever shall be. But yet, at this point, I was amazed and marveled most earnestly in my soul, thinking as follows, My good Lord, I see that you are truth itself, and I know for certain that we sin grievously every day and deserve to be bitterly blamed, and I can neither give up the knowledge of this truth— nor can I see that you show us any kind of blame. How can this be? For I knew through the universal teaching of Holy Church and through my own experience that the guilt of our sin weighs us down continually from Adam, the first man, until the time we go up to heaven. Then this was what amazed me, that I saw our Lord God blaming us no more than if we were as pure and holy as angels in heaven. And between these two contraries, my reason was greatly tormented by my blindness and could not rest for fear that God's blessed presence should pass from my sight and I should be left not knowing how he regards us in our sin. For either I needed to see in God that sin was all done away with, Or else I needed to see in God how he sees it, so that I might truly know how it befits me to see sin and what sort of blame is ours. My longing endured as I looked continually toward him, and yet my trouble and perplexity were so great that I could not be patient, thinking, if I suppose that we are not sinners, nor do we deserve blame— My good Lord, how can it then be that I cannot see this certainty in you, who are my God, my Maker, in whom I long to see all truths? Three reasons give me the courage to ask this. The first is because it is such a humble thing, for if it were exalted, I should be afraid. The second is that it is so universal, for if it were special and secret, that would also make me afraid. The third is that it seems to me that I need to know it if I am to live here, in order to recognize good and evil, so that I may, through reason and through grace, distinguish between them more clearly, and love goodness and hate evil, as Holy Church teaches. I cried inwardly with all my might, beseeching God for help thinking as follows, ah, Lord Jesus, King of bliss, how can I be helped? Who can show me and tell me what I need to know if I cannot see it now in you? Julian is so troubled here by anger and by the price of sin and how all these things fit together with God's mercy and grace. The next chapter reveals in practice what Julian has often preached in her words, that some mysteries take much longer to unravel than others, and that some mysteries are never cracked open this side of heaven. She shows in her decades of wondering about these visions that the daily hard work is to carry these mysteries and wonderings with us, to continue contemplating them patiently, never knowing whether they will be the sort that can be opened to us or not. What a thing to be patient about. Thank you for joining me today. The peace of Christ be with you.